Hello, red shirts, and welcome to another episode of Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today I reflect on the inaugural session of my new Roll20 campaign that uses the Delving Deeper rules, and I call it Delver's Deep. It's a mega dungeon set in a sandbox hex crawl. I don't have any call-ins in this episode, so let's get on to the meat of the matter. So this is just a bit of post-session reflection on how I saw things from my end as the Game Master. Overall, I thought it went very well. We did have a few technical hiccups. I'm one of the persons that had technical hiccups. I'm using Roll20 for not just the virtual tabletop, but also for the audio and visual. In the past, I've not used it because of the reputation of it not working well, and that was probably greatly impacted by the speed of my internet all those years ago. I had fast internet, but it wasn't as fast as I have now. Plus, I'm sure the technology's improved. I was the only player doing video and my video did pretty good, and the audio was surprisingly good. So that was with just one DM and three players, four total people. I don't have a heavy, or I don't have a graphics-heavy map presentation, so it's not bogging down the system that way. In the past... The audio and video for Roll20 on top of everything else in Roll20 and the games I played in, we didn't use Roll20 for audio and video. I played in an audio-only campaign to also maximize bandwidth, and we used Hangouts until Hangouts started getting flaky, and then we switched to Discord. And I was really pleasantly surprised at how well things worked in Roll20. I built a set of icons the players can use for mapping hexes when they're hex crawling. And I made a spot where they can make their map of the dungeon. Uh... The drawing tools in Roll20 leave a lot to be desired because you end up drawing lines where you don't want to. Your cursor's not clicking where the grid is that you've asked it to give you. So that leaves a lot to be desired. There are other drawing tools that work a lot better. So a more to-the-point map uh, was done by one of the players and a picture taken and posted to Discord. So we can just use... Roll20 for relative positioning. It's theater of the mind anyway, but little scratches never help to get people to see it correctly. And I'll never cease to be frustrated and amused at the same time by my getting my east and west, left and right, and trying to discuss it. I get it wrong. And that goes back to over 30 years ago. I was a volunteer EMT, and with that training, 
when you look at someone, you have to describe their right and left. And if you are facing them, it is the opposite of your right and left. So I'm really good at describing the other person's right and left, but it's got me saying mine backwards. And I really do know the difference, but when I say east when I mean west and vice versa, it really confuses the players. And uh, I don't even realize I'm doing it until I'm saying, no, you're going the wrong way, and then realize I did it again. So the players didn't seem to mind, but uh, they might once they see how often I do it. We'll see how well that goes. But uh, the... uh, players had all generated their characters ahead of time. I have a macro to do the six ability scores, the starting gold, and the base hit points. So that made that fast. I had a character sheet created for all of them. I had a a muster sheet where we can put all the different party members on there with their uh, name and human, elf, dwarf, whatever, fighter, magic user, cleric, and hit points, and armor class, and their movement speed. And then we had another page I made for marching order, so they can track single file, two columns, and three column marching order. And uh, I made other handouts where they can record party loot, and hirelings, and other things of that nature. And um open to making as many other handouts as they need. And the players really appreciated that. Um, We had a bit of a slow start, had some, uh, once we got past the technical details, we ended up with only three players. We were originally supposed to be five players and one person had a work commitment come up tomorrow that they had to be up really early so they couldn't uh, play this week. They're hoping to be back next week. And uh, somebody else that had planned to be here got held up at work, and uh, it's kind of a tight squeeze for them to get here. They thought they'd just be a little bit late, and they just didn't make it because of whatever was going on with their work. And I understand that. My work was crazy today, and I was a little bit frazzled trying to run around. Thankfully, I got away from work on time, and so I get that. And I work at home. Um, Then... uh, Hobbs was talking about joining after he had some supper and then that didn't happen. So he probably got busy and I, not a problem. It was a last minute thing. He said he was going to do that. So it uh, doesn't always work, but it's a drop in, drop out game. I'm committed to doing this every Thursday, 7 PM to 11 PM Eastern. Uh, we had Shandy Andy from Derby, England. It was nice to have him here. Finally played a game with him. I believe that was either his fourth or fifth online game with Earl 20. So he's getting to be an expert. And then Zach, one of the people I met at GaryCon last spring, who happens to be a reader of the blog. And uh, we were at the restaurant we went to the prior year and... Uh, Zach saw my shirt and asked if I was the guy. And I said, yep, that's me. And so we met and, uh, unfortunately we didn't get to play a game together until tonight. So that was great to do that. And then Jason, Jason, thank you for being in the game. Uh, glad we got your tech issues sorted out. 
it went well, I think, once we got going. So next week ought to be a lot better. I'm really looking forward to it, and it is an open game. We've got six slots with an alternate. Uh, we didn't do the caller thing, which with three players, that worked fine. We'll see whether or not we need to get that strict with it. Uh, I think I handled everything okay, other than my east-west, left-right descriptions getting a little combobula discombobulated. Um, it went well. They played it smart, stayed safe. They uh, found half a sandwich and a small bag of gold without too much trouble, uh, five gold pieces and 30 silver pieces. And then they found the ramp leading down into the depths of the dungeon. And rather than explore the down, they started looking at the passages that went off the upper portions of the ramp and were surprised at some kobolds who were surprised by them. And uh, they tried to talk their way out of a problem with the kobolds and the kobolds didn't like it and they got into a fight and the halfling Andy's character with a sling conked one on the head and took him out and I forget who hit the other one uh, that got hit and uh, took him out and the others had an uncertain morale reaction to that and just turned and ran to avoid the fight because they were now outnumbered. The party hired five torchbearers who basically were there to carry torches and loot. And so they made enough to cover the expense of all that. But uh, it was funny that there's three adventurers and five torchbearers. So had they found the big load, they could have hauled it away. Uh, and uh, they got a couple handfuls of copper. I don't know. I think it was 10 copper between the two kobolds. Uh, and they tried to follow the others and they got away and they found a locked door that had a voice speaking goblin that sounded a little bit more fluent than the uh, kobolds they talked to and uh, told them to go away and the door was barred and locked and they decided they didn't want to try to knock down a barred door into a room of an unknown number of potential adversaries, and they found this enormous room with uh, some sort of a temple with some enormous statues in it. And that's when they decided to uh, head back to town. We didn't have a very long game. We got done a little early, but that's all right. We had a good time. Um, Zach shared a good map in the Discord. And... Uh, I'll put that up where all the other players can see it. And uh, I'm, other than a couple of Thursdays, I'm going to be available every Thursday until the end of the year. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So if you're able to make it, uh, check out the Audio Dungeon Discord and the muster sheet and sign up for a day. It's going to be first come, first serve, and if uh, your character is stuck in the dungeon, you may not be able to adventure until the people that 
signed up, catch up to you or something. We'll see how that works out. Uh, I've not tried running a game like that before, but I'm very much open to it because it's more likely that we'll be able to play. Uh, this went well. Um, I guess the chaos of work and the other things that had me frazzled, I was a little uneasy. There's a few little minor things I didn't get done that I wanted to get done as far as being ready for this session, just the setup. Uh, I spent so much time dealing with technical issues. I didn't have some of the stuff laid out the way I thought would make it a more optimal session. Uh, I did barely manage to remember to use the uh, time tracker. It worked fairly well when I remembered to use it, and they went through uh, two hours in the dungeon. And, uh, well, the campaign's alive. They liked what they saw. They liked the dungeon delving. Um, there's the possibility for overland hex crawls and getting into the dungeon through other means. And uh, they have just explored a fraction of the first level. And it will be fun to see what comes next week. So I'm... I really had fun with it. Uh, I'm a lot. I'm sure that I'll sleep a lot better now that I'm not thinking of all these ideas. I still have all these ideas; they're still flowing. Um, I've got some things in my mind that I need to clarify, but that will come with time. Some of it may just get clarified in play. But uh, I really thank you guys for joining me for the game. I thank you all for listening. And that's all I have for tonight. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of RPGs and games, check out my other sites. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com. My podcast on Anchor is also on several other places where it is syndicated. And if you listen to my podcast on iTunes, please leave a review. I also have a YouTube channel devoted to various RPG topics. And my most popular series is Roll20 for the Absolute Beginner. So if you are not familiar with Roll20 and you want to start online gaming, either as a game master or a player, check out my series. You can find all of my various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. Check the social page on my blog to locate me across the various social media. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like my podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways that you can support my efforts. First, please let me know, and more importantly, tell others. Just getting the word out there is very important, and I invite you to consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on what PDF I publish next on DriveThruRPG. I have over one dozen and counting RPG-related PDFs on DriveThruRPG. I'm also working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in 2020. You can find the sign-up sheet for the announcement mailing list on my blog. And finally, I have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo by Satine Phoenix. I really hope that you support me, and for everyone that's already supporting me, I thank you so very much. I hope you're all having an awesome day. 
Thank you very much for listening, and game on.